Hello, my name is Joseph Carlson. This is episode 172 of Gaming with Grief, and I'm calling this episode a simple arise, a simple story review impressions. But I want to remind you guys before I start that this podcast will hit my website, www.gamingwithgrief.com, Monday morning at 7 a.m. Please go there and let me know what you think of the show. You can also subscribe to the podcast on either Apple iTunes or the Google Play Store, uh, and I'm on Spotify. Also, the audio versions of the podcast go up at 7 a.m. Monday morning on YouTube, so if that's your preferred way to listen to the pod, please go there and let me know what you think of the podcast. Also, um, you can write to me at gwgpodfellows at gmail.com, and you can find me on Twitter at JustLittleJoe. Um, I want to apologize for the audio issues. Apparently, Mac had an update, and they disabled uh, the Mac's ability to read the incredibly expensive microphone that I have to record the podcast. So I called uh, the Apple Care. They are looking into it. They said there is going to be a hotfix fairly soon. So hopefully that hotfix will have me back up and running. In fact, um, I can hear uh, audio out of my headphones, but my headphones even have a microphone that can be muted, but that does not work either. So uh, yeah, it just seems like looking through the tech boards and the people asking questions that it seems to be an issue with Mac just, uh, the Monterey OS, just not recognizing uh, the things that I have. So, great. Anyway, uh, I have some bad news. Uh, This has only happened one other time, and uh, the other time it happened was when I talked about Crystallis. I want to say it was like episode uh, 110, 109, somewhere around there. I reviewed an old game on the NES called Crystallis from SNK. I loved the game, but I had technical issues where the game kept dumping my save. So I'd play for hours and hours and hours, and I would log back in, and I would lose probably an hour's worth of progress every time. And when you try to, you know, you're on a deadline, you're trying to beat a game, it's incredibly demoralizing to have that happen. What happened with Arise, a simple story, is I think that I always talk on this podcast about articulation and how to articulate a story. And although the game got really good reviews from what I've seen online after I got done playing it, I did not finish the game, to be clear. But I was very frustrated with several things of the game. One, I usually say in this podcast that I do not review controls or uh, gameplay elements because I think that that's for other sites to do, and I really try to focus on the story and the lore and the message and the articulation of the game. That's fine. What I think the first problem I ran into with the Rise of Simple Story is I think it starts very strongly. Basically, the setup is you are kind of a, I would say, Viking or like kind of a ancient like tribal nomadic individual somewhere. Um, You are literally, your body's on a funeral pyre. Your, um, you know, your tribe of people, clan, whatever it is, is basically uh, burning your body. You have logs underneath you. It's very sad. So they, you know, light your body ablaze and you wake up in a snowy tundra. So you're basically in the afterlife. And I thought, wow, that's really powerful. You know, people saying goodbye to someone, that's great. But then what happened was I started to play the game. And this is where, when I normally don't review controls, that I have to start reviewing controls because it was so frustrating to actually play the game that ultimately I um, couldn't finish it. Uh, And I'll tell you why. This ties back into the lore. Just let me uh, give you a little brief thing. I understand some puzzles are difficult. I'm not a pro gamer, capital G-A-M-E-R gamer at all, but even if things are difficult in a game and I'm mediocre, 
you want to be able to find a puzzle, maybe look at a walkthrough, push through the next section and go, well, the gameplay was rough, and especially with my website when I would try to review messages of death and dying, you say, okay, well, that, that puzzle section was tough, some, you know, fair, somewhat fair, but the message at the end, me beating this puzzle, um, you know, like I've talked about several games, The Last Campfire is one where I did have to look up a few solutions to the puzzle, but I think the end of that game was so powerful and the moments you saw in between of trying to get to this place of rest and the narration was so good. Um, games like even What Comes After, which are heartbreaking games, which is really just, there's no puzzle elements. It's kind of boring uh, from a gameplay perspective. You walk from left to right, but what people were saying was so fascinating to me that I pushed through the game. And even though the game's only two hours and it is sad because you talk to a baby that has died, um, those were all worth the kind of slog of just walking left to right or doing these incredibly intricate puzzles, which I can't really wrap my head around, to get to the end to have this really powerful message. But what I think happens with A Rise of Simple Story is that the puzzles are difficult. They ask you to do a lot. It's fine. I'm used to, like, basically the mechanic is, uh, which I talked about in my impressions, is turning time backwards, forwards, Moving time to a specific place and making it work in your way. Basically, by moving things back and forth, a platform will appear or a thing for you to throw a grappling hook on and uh, you know grab onto, and then maybe you can move that thing through moving time and then get to another platform. All that is fine. But I got to the third level in the game, and that th that those mechanics are intact. The uh, moving time back and forth. Now they add a new mechanic. They want you to freeze time because they... they um, uh, bring this new aspect of the game of an earthquake. Okay, that's fine. You totally do that. Add a new mechanic. That's fine. There isn't many mechanics in this game. But every time I was jumping to a ledge, trying to use a grappling hook, or trying to move a platform and freeze it, everything felt like there was a delay with the controls and when I would hit the button and when something would happen on screen, or it just was not telegraphed very far. And even though you're in the afterlife, technically, there has to be some kind of fail state. So, but you'd have to wait for your character to basically slump over, and then it would reload. And so I'm playing on the PS5. Load times are pretty slick. No big deal there. But, like, it was just so frustrating to wait and just feel like, you know, I know it's an old gamer excuse of I didn't hit that button, I didn't do that. But the thing was I would be hitting that, and the input just felt like there was a delay. So you just couldn't. Uh, do what you wanted to do, and it felt like the game was actively fighting back. Uh, like, it didn't feel like I was playing it to push past a really memorable part or have some kind of tear-felt tear moment. Um, it just felt like, like, oh, I got done, finally. And now I don't even care about the message because I've been so frustrated up to this point that I don't really, I'm not really retaining what you're saying. This is not enjoyable. And two, what I'll say is, uh, I think, you know, in games all the time and in media, they talk about showing versus telling. You know, you show somebody by a cutscene without any dialogue. In this game, there's no dialogue. One thing I will re uh, recommend about this game or things that, something I did like was the actual art style. I thought it was amazing. I love the way the character looked. I love the animations. Uh, but here's the deal. This was kind of in the back of my mind at level two. You're basically going through, you're shrunk down, you're very small like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and you're going through this field. Basically, you're going through your memories, and um, the girl that you fell in love with, like in the first uh, episode or flashback of your life memory, uh, 
you're basically flying a kite together that's just shown with like stone statues in the level and you see them these two little kids like reaching for a kite and then you see the kite fly away so then you're chasing the kite because it's you know supposed to relive this memory of you meeting this girl and like flying a kite and all this stuff um all that to me was really cool the problem i have is in the level they set up uh two things they set up these stone statues to almost be like checkpoints where it'll be you and this girl that you liked in a particular pose to be like, okay, you're on to the next part of the memory or the next memory or the next day or moment or whatever it was. Um, but they have something else in the, the, um, the level called a memory. And what the memory is, is a picture that you can look at that is like a kid's storybook picture, like hand-drawn, uh, like watercolored of the thing that's happening. So... It is, in my opinion, redundant to do both things. When the, It really hit me on the third level when there's an earthquake. And you see everything shake and they're introducing this new mechanic to freeze time. So by the passage of time, you can move uh, um, platforms together or back like a splitting of a tectonic plate. So like things are together, then the earthquake happens and they move apart. You can move time back and forth to move those things together. That's fine. That's an old mechanic. They've done it in the other two levels that I played. And then you have the ability to freeze time. So you can freeze time when you have something in place because if you let time go, there's going to be an earthquake, right? <coughs> Excuse me. So what you have to do is freeze time, move between these platforms and let time go back and forth and try to figure out what you're doing. The problem is I would try to jump to platforms where you would clearly be like, I'm on it. You'd fall and die on it, fall and die. Move the platform a little bit differently, fall and die. And I just got so frustrated. Or you'd be climbing rocks on a, on a rock face and trying to reach for another rock, jump, and then miss. Jump and then miss. Oh, you didn't quite get it. And it felt like, well, I'm moving this platform different ways. I'm trying to do this. It still was just so frustrating to do that over and over and again. <coughs> Sorry. Um, it, it felt... So frustrating to do that over and over again and know that you made the jump or maybe you hit the jump button and a half a second later he jumped. And on top of that, what really sunk into my brain was, like, again, they've set up this mechanic of stone statues to, like, denote kind of time moving. So as you're moving through these level, you see these stone statues of this caravan of refugees moving away from the earthquake, you know, this tribe or clan of people. And that's all you need to do. You see these stone statues in different positions through the levels you're jumping through platforms you think oh this was a caravan of people leaving the earthquake well then you go find the memory which is basically like a glowing collection of butterflies and once you grab them you get a, a prompt to look at the photo in the corner and the butterflies disappear the problem is they would show the same thing in the memories in these photos in these hand-drawn photos they would show the refugees moving from place to place and you are seeing that in the level as the stone statue so you don't need the memory to reinforce that you guys are leaving i guess it was supposed to reinforce this girl that you love you get you're with her in the beginning but you kind of see that in the stone statues and there's one point where you actually put the stone statue you put like a little kid a stone statue of a kid on a, like a pack mule or a snail or something on uh, your, the pack mules are basically snails, so I guess your whole tribe shrunk down. Anyway, I just felt at this point it was getting redundant to experience the levels and the memories at the same time because they're showing the same information. 
and they did an amazing job with the actual artistic and level design to just have these stone statues spaced out with like these um, fireflies around them. So like lanterns where you would go up and see someone sitting on a rock looking very sad or under an outcropping or you'd see a child with their dad and the child reaching out to get their dad's hand because, you know, they're on a caravan. And when you'd see the memories, you wouldn't see anybody uh, get hurt or wounded. It would be the exact same thing you saw in the stone statues. And then just with that, I was kind of thinking of that in the back of my mind. And the more and more I kept playing the game, I thought, one, there's several games that I've been reviewing, old games I've reviewed, and there's some big games that I want to cover, and I've talked about that before on the website. And I was going through reviews, and I, I was like, man, there's some big games that like talk about grief and everything that I want to play that will take more time to complete. But I definitely want to revisit them. One of them is God of War 2018. There's a sequel coming out uh, this November. I want to try that out and see if it how it weaves the themes from the first game into the second. But I want to play the first game again and do a proper review. But that's a long game. Also, The Last of Us, the original one, was remastered on PS4. It just got remastered again on PS5. It's called The Last of Us Part 1. I'm not going to buy that because it's $70. I have access to it on PlayStation Plus. The remastered version on PS4 that runs fine on PS5. Anyway, there's another game I'm playing with a friend of mine that uh, talks about friendship and loss, and we've been friends since high school, so we're both going to play that together. It's Guardians of the Galaxy. At least this is when I'm pitched. I, I didn't want to spoil the story, but, you know, if it's about friendship and, like, pulling yourself up, you know, by your bootstraps and stuff with your friends and trying to complete a problem, I want to do that with a friend of mine because we've, uh, you know, he's been on the show before, Marty. You know, we've been friends since high school. We've been friends since we were 16, so I'd rather get to that. So the more and more I played Arise a Simple Story, it became more frustrating and just more like, what am I doing? I am, you know, I, th this podcast is difficult as it is with talking about death and grief and things like that. I don't want gameplay to get in the way of me having an enjoyable experience, but also not being able to complete something because I think in a way uh, there needs to be some tweaks to the controls to make you want to push through, you know? Now, again, this is just my opinion. It seems like this game got some awards, which I read in my um, initial impression video, and it seemed to get pretty good reviews from people, but some of the things I read in the reviews said, yeah, the controls are kind of frustrating, but if you can push past it, this is a great game. Well, you know what? That's their opinion. They're totally welcome to it. I will say I'm one of the people of uh, the beginning of that statement, which said, if you could push through it, I could not. So I don't mean any shade to the developers. I hope they develop, uh, you know, uh, work on more games that can develop more games I'll definitely be there and give it a shot um, but I would have to say I got it really cheap so I don't really feel and I got to experience it again I like the art style I thought that was really striking there's no dialogue and I thought in the level without the memories which I think some of that is just a collectible that you feel you have to put in a game to make it worth your while the level design of the stone statues of them showing various parts of this memory and then in the end what I didn't mention is in the second level, you find the kite that you were flying with this girl, and there's this really adorable scene where you fly through the air, you grab the kite, the wind picks up, you fly through the air on the kite, and you land, the kite lands, and there's stone statues of you and the, gir the girl that you fell in love with doing like a spread eagle pose on the ground. You know like you lay down when you were a little kid, they're looking up towards the sky, it's a beautiful day and you lay down Spread Eagle next to them. And to me, that was more affecting than seeing all the memory art, even though it was well done, the hand-drawn, painted things. That was more um, affecting to me than those pieces of art. And if, if, if they would have found another collectible or something, um, 
I think that would have been more powerful. So again, I did not enjoy Arise a Simple Story. I did not finish it. I could not push through. It was very frustrating. I don't give graded scores or anything like that, but I cannot see myself coming back to play this. Maybe if you can push through, you may find yourself enjoying this. If you're able to afford it and it's on sale, like I got it for like $7, I think. If you want to give it a shot, maybe there's a demo somewhere on Steam. You can try it for yourself. But I'm one of those people that just found the controls too difficult to finish the game. And I think narratively they messed up with the memories and the statues they had in the game that were kind of conflicting. One was telling, one was showing. So uh, I think uh, I think this is the only second time I haven't finished a game. I think this is really the only bad totally negative review I've given on a game again I couldn't finish it so people could be like well you, you know you can stick through it to the end but I mean with this podcast there's got to be a way for you to really figure out how you feel about something want to push through find some value in that and then uh, at the end have like an emotional payoff and I figure at the end of each level the payoff was redundant and uh, but nice in a way, you know, the, the, the statues at the end, you'd always find one at the end and they'd have this final pose and I like that. Um, so I think that's it this week, guys. Um, I'm hoping to have Wes still on the podcast. He's a DM and we had him on episodes ago, I think episode 120. And he was just talking about, um, what it was like to be a DM for the first time. I want to get him back. I want to, uh, you know, talk about what he's learned, uh, and I think that'll be good. And then, obviously, all the stuff I mentioned before about the bigger games, I'm definitely going to review those in the pod. But I think that's it this week, guys. But I want to remind you that this podcast will hit my website, www.gamewithgrief.com, Monday morning at 7 a.m. Please go there and let me know what you think of the show. You can also go, you can subscribe to the podcast on either Apple iTunes, the Google Play Store, Spotify, and the audio versions of the podcast do go up on YouTube day and date at 7 a.m. when they go up on the website. So go there if you can. Listen to the audio podcast if you want. You know, subscribe to the channel. That would be great. Um, you can also write to me at gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. So if you have a question, comment, maybe you disagree with my review of Arise a Simple Story, uh, we could talk about it. Uh, you know, I can talk about it on the pod. Um, or if you just want a game you want me to review, you can write to me there. You can also find me on Twitter at Joe. And I think that's it this week, guys. I will talk to you again next week.